Welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Peter Timothy Hankst. Today we're talking about taking down the tree. It's two days after Christmas. I already take mine down the day after, but some people wait a few. I personally do it because the tree becomes a complete nuisance. You know, I've got dogs. They like to pee and bite the tree and tear off all the pine needles. So do the kids. Maybe not pee on it, but they tear off the pine needles. They get things covered in sap. I'm over it. Plus, it's an added bonus to keep the whole Christmas celebration short and sacred. Because then, throughout the year, I can use it against my kids when they're acting up, especially in public, when they're acting like animals. I can be like, hey, just remember, Santa's watching you, and if you F up, you'll get coal for Christmas next year. I can only do that for like a couple more years. My daughter's wising up with each passing year. She just gets... More and more knowledgeable to the fact that Santa is not real and parents buy the gifts for the kids. Winter Tim Allen, however, continues to convince her that Santa exists every season. Whether it's Santa Claus 1, 2, or 3, all three of them, she's now convinced the actual real Santa is Tim Allen. But it's starting to mess with her because now she also noticed that Buzz Lightyear is the same person too. And she asked me, and she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can Buzz Lightyear also be Santa Claus when Santa Claus makes toys like Buzz Lightyear? I had not an answer for her for that question. It was, it was, it was a deep question indeed. You win this round, Claire. You win this round. Tapatio is by far the best of all the cheap hot sauces. Valentina... Cholula and Tabasco are all garbage. There's too much vinegar in that weird shit. Tapatio reigns supreme. Put a few blots of it in your sour cream for an instant Chipotle crema scenario. Add some sharp cheddar to tortilla chips and some chopped up any meat. Melt that ish in the microwave, preferably in a toaster oven, and you got yourself a white trash nacho. I should know, because I'm white trash, and I like nachos. Uncut Gems movie review. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncut Gems. And you know what? The movie itself was an uncut gem. As it seemed to be quite rough around the edges, and yet it was strangely satisfying to watch. Adam Sandler plays the main character, who's a true blue scumbag in every sense of the word. And it was enjoyable watching him meet his demise in the sinking ship that was his life. Full of gambling, lying, and violence, this is every bit as gangster as it is a lifestyle warning to all. Lying, cheating, and scheming does not pay off in the long run. But it did for Adam Sandler in this movie, not as his character made cash, but as I'm certain the actual human being, Adam Sandler, will make some dough off of this. Because, boy, I could not turn away. It was as good as it gets from Sandler, which isn't great, but still quite... Good. Also, I have to add, Kevin Garnett was phenomenal in this. The guy impressed the ish out of me. I know he used to play with a man by the name of Ray Allen. Ray Allen, not a good actor. Yeah, I remember the movies he made. They were garbage. Not only that, but Ray Allen has a permanent face as if he smelled a pile of shit all day. Kevin Garnett, he actually has multiple emotions in his face. One of them being when he was super annoyed with Adam Sandler in this movie, and I believed every second of it. Well done, KG. Not only can you ball uncontrollably on the court, 
but you're also a pretty dang good actor. I've got one final Christmas movie review for y'all folks before the season's over. I know it's about to be New Year's, so it's time to move on, but Love the Coopers was pretty good. It's got a huge cast, you know, Diane Keaton, John Goodman. I mean, the names are endless, and the scenarios are kooky. You know, the family drama, it reminds us of real life. However, it's still kind of a uh, a rom-com, if you will, romantic comedy. I, I'm not always into those so much, but I was intrigued with this movie. It kept me, kept me watching for the whole thing. No breaks, and for me, that's a big deal. I did not have to stop halfway through, like I do with most movies, and smoke so much weed that the movie then becomes entertaining again. In this case, Love the Coopers, pretty good through and through. I give it a 7 out of 10 for a Christmas movie. The Blazers got worked on like a beat-up truck at a mechanic last night in Utah. Salt Lake City handled business against Portland. It was a sad sight. Not only does the Utah Jazz always seem to have it out specifically for the Blazers, but that kid, Donovan Mitchell is just a sight to see. That dude is like a ballerina on the court. He plays fundamentally sound basketball, no whining, no complaints, doesn't get in the ref's face. He doesn't talk shit to the other players as far as I can tell, but I can't really see because, you know, I'm sure they say things under their breath. But this kid, Donovan Mitchell, he's a star. The Blazers would be lucky to have a player like that. C.J. McCollum continued his struggles he actually did a little bit better in this game than I've seen in previous. However, it just seems like he's not in it to win it anymore for the Portland Trail Blazers. It looks like the Blazers are still on track to be desperately needing a center to back up Hassan Whiteside before the playoffs, which they might not make when they're losing all these games to teams like the Utah Jazz. So Blazers, step it up. C.J. McCollum, do what you're expected to do or you're out the door. And Donovan Mitchell, congratulations on the W this week. I don't know what it is about clothes. They don't fit me. I'm a weird-shaped individual. Something that says medium will end up being a dress on me. Sometimes I even have to shop still in the kids' section. However, there is one company that actually fits me all of their clothes perfectly to a T. They're all the same size, too, and that's Quicksilver. You know, I'm not a surfer, I'm not a skater, I'm not a snowboarder either, but I do wear Quicksilver everything and this is why, because when they have a shirt that's small and a different colored shirt with a different logo that's also small from another store, but it's both Quicksilver, they're the same size shirt. Why can't that happen with other companies? When I get a Volcom shirt that's small from one store, it's skin tight, and when I get one from another, it's like a dress. If it's the same company, shouldn't all your small sizes be equal to each other? I don't get it. Why would you even do that? That's confusing the customer and making me annoyed to where I'm not going to buy your crap anymore. A plane carrying about 100 people in Kazakhstan crashed right after it took off. I mean, I guess that's luck. A few people died, you know, but for the most part, the majority of the people survived this plane crash because the plane crashed into a house sucks to be the homeowner but you know what it still sucks worse to be the people who flew and survived because 
Now, are they ever, ever going to want to get on a plane again? I don't even like getting on a plane now because of the rough landings into the San Diego airport. It's got a short, teeny little runway. If you go too far, where do you end up? In the ocean. And when it's coming down, it has to almost hit some of the buildings in order to slam on its brakes and get to the runway because there's no space for it. And what did they do? They said, hey, we should put the San Diego airport a little further out so there's more space, you know, so we're not worried about collisions with buildings. And the city said, no, no, there's too much historical significance in the current San Diego airport, as it is Lindbergh Field. And we all love Charles Lindbergh for all the famous things he did as a pilot a long time ago. Well, most of us don't even know who that guy is anymore. I do, I live here, but everyone else doesn't care. So pack up your shit and move the airport out of the way so we don't have to almost hit buildings and almost land in the ocean when we land here. I still, I can't complain, you know, I gotta recognize the folks who survived that plane crash and those who died in Kazakhstan, you know, I was, God bless them, very sorry for them, especially the ones, like I said, who survived the crash because they were trying to fly out of Kazakhstan and get the hell away, and now they're still stuck there, which really sucks. Bruce Lee's daughter sues a fast food chain for using his image as their logo. First of all, you should be happy that anyone's using anything Bruce Lee for anything. Because most of us have forgotten who that guy was. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not even certain he was a mixed martial arts or a, uh, you know, I'm not even sure he was a karate master, kung fu, whatever he was. Because throw that guy in the octagon with any MMA fighter who's trained in jiu-jitsu to this day, and I guarantee they would have destroyed his skinny toothpick ass. And that whole one-inch one punch thing... I'm not sure that's a real thing. And, you know, his acting was not great. Not only that, his English was even worse. And he would say things that just made no sense. I am a butterfly. Every one of us is open to the world. Butterflies fly. We fly too. All the crap that he said. That's probably not a real quote, but it could be. Because Bruce Lee was a weirdo. I don't understand him. I think he just came to a large city during a time where they really didn't have any, uh, you know, any mixed martial arts to teach children. So he made a whole bunch of money. Good for you. I still say Jackie Chan's better. At least he did his own stunts. And he's pretty funny. Plus, he tries really hard with his English, even though it still sucks. I don't know if anyone saw this, but two Carnival cruise ships collided while people were still on them while docking in Mexico. Now... To me, I would hate to be the guy driving these Carnival cruise ships. You know, I look at the, the Navy ships too, the, the aircraft carriers and how they just get through the little bay in San Diego. And I have no idea who's doing this or how they're doing it or if it's all the tugboat people or what. But I don't want any part of that. Don't put a billion dollar thing into my hands and make me responsible for that unless it's mine. You know, don't get me wrong, if I owned the cruise ship, hell, I'd cruise that thing wherever I wanted. I'd run it ashore for fun. That's why I don't own one. But these guys, whoever's responsible for it, man, they're in trouble, and they're embarrassed, and everyone on the ship hates them. Not to mention, if you're on the, the Carnival Cruise Line that did get smashed, the restaurant got all destroyed, are these people going to get their money back? 
Are they just going to now have to continue the cruise in a busted up vehicle like I do when I drive in my cars? This is crazy. You know, too bad for you. If any of you know me, you know that I have remained the exact same physically since junior high school. Which means when I was a, a dick or a bully, if you want to call it, I used to pick on kids because I was bigger than them. Now, they're all way bigger than me and more successful. So when I see them, I'm like, hey man, you know, super sorry about back in the day for being a total dick. Mind if I borrow like 20 bucks? And I don't know what it is about me, man. I work out all the time. Well, maybe not all the time, but three times a week I work out in an attempt to stop being the exact same that I was when I was 13 years old. But then I still find clothes from back then, and they fit perfectly. I shouldn't complain because at least I haven't got fat, but I haven't got anything. I've got nothing. I don't even have facial hair. I grow patches that look like little sprouts of pubes on my face, so I look like a prepubescent pussy. What's going on here? I don't know. I wish I could grow a beard or a mustache. A respectable beard. I'm talking you walk into the room, people see the bearded man, and they know he's been through some stuff. You know, they respect him. Instant respect every time. It's because of the beard. I get no respect. I get non-beard having no respect at all times. Sometimes, folks, we're all stressed out, and there are certain things in life that can help you with the stress. Obviously, drinking, smoking weed, sex, but there's one that's far above all the others. And this one, I mean, it towers above other stress reliefs. This is the king, and you must get one for your house. It is the best. It's a children's basketball hoop. There is one that I just recently got that has a net that slides the ball right back to you. You can sit on your couch and shoot hoops all day in your own home, not having to get cold. In our case, not having to get wet because it's been rainy as hell in San Diego. A children's mini basketball hoop for inside your house is the best form of entertainment in the world, I promise. I'm obsessed with this thing. I cannot walk past it without shooting a hoop. This is where it's at in new age entertainment. It's like having a Chuck E. Cheese in your home. You don't win any tickets. You don't need them. You own the basketball hoop. You can play or stop whenever you want. You never run out of tokens. By the way, Chuck E. Cheese is garbage now. When I used to go to Chuck E. Cheese, they had Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. We'd have tournaments. It would be awesome. They had not one actual video game at Chuck E. Cheese when I recently went for my daughter's birthday. All the games they had were little carnival games to win tickets. You spin a wheel. You drop a ball somewhere. What the hell is that, Chucky? Whatever happened to the mindless, violence-filled, crazy games such as Primal Rage, Street Fighter, and Mortal Kombat? That is where it's... I When I come to a Chucky Cheese with my kid, I expect to blow some shit up with a fake gun in a virtual reality-type environment. I've uh, finally started to realize that as I pace back and forth and do this podcast, some of my neighbors can see me through the window and probably think I'm a weirdo. So, cheers to you neighbors and all my peeps listening. This has been another wonderful episode of the Peter Gabbett Podcast, brought to you by Barbecusion and Peter Timothy Hanks, your host. And to all my neighbors watching me, hello. Great to see you. I'm waving at them right now. It's almost like you can see them too. We're all part of this together. It's a neighborhood. We love it here on Holly Avenue in Imperial Beach, California, where it's finally sunny today. How long will that last? I don't know. I'm going to SeaWorld because that's my only shot. It's time for DC to take the reins over Marvel 
on these badass comic book related movies because this coming year is going to be a wild one for DC. They're going to get Suicide Squad 2. They got Birds of Prey coming out. They got they're working on a solo Flash movie called Flashpoint. They got the Batman origin story with Robert Patterson. Yeah, that's right. Team Team Jacob or whatever his name was from the Twilight Saga. That guy's going to be Batman. I'm telling you, it's the year of DC. Marvel, they've already virtually disintegrated the whole Avengers. Some of them are dead. You know, Captain America grew too old and died. And, you know, Scarlet Witch is going off with her own show. And Black Widow was just the worst character of all time anyways. And somehow she's getting her own movie. Nobody's going to watch that. I just don't get characters like Black Widow and Hawkeye and the guys that don't have any actual abilities. You mean to tell me that a skinny, five-foot-tall Russian chick is going to be up in the mix equally as capable as a machine created by the government as the ultimate soldier like Captain America or a kid whose super strength and ability to shoot webs and he can stick to walls like Spider-Man? Those are your equals? That's crap. Black Widow is garbage. Hawkeye, at least he understands he's garbage and even admitted he's worthless to the whole MCU. But somehow they keep drawing him back in as if he's necessary. The only thing I'm wondering, though, with DC, and I don't know if it's a right situation or if they're just so embarrassed of the whole Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern scene that did occur, but I need some Green Lantern. I mean, that guy has the best abilities of all characters ever. He has a ring that can, that can just create, it can manifest anything he desires in his mind with the power of the ring. That's awesome. That's way better than the ring from Lord of the Rings. All that does is make it disappear and turn crazy. So I say, this is the year of DC coming up in 2020. Get excited, folks. I'm here with you. Everything coming out of Marvel is going to be garbage anyway, so you might as well jump on that DC train. It's time. It's, you know, they're ready for it. And I don't know if this whole origin story with Batman is going to be fun. We've seen it a million times, but maybe they'll put a crazy twist on it. Because I know the Dark Knight series was great. People were obsessed with it. That was when DC reigned supreme. We need to get them back. That's the original comic book anyways. DC's where it's at. Marvel copied everything they did. It's all about DC. I feel like we're past the ability for this, like by far, and we still haven't done it yet, and it makes no sense, and we're all waiting for it in anticipation. Women and men, admit it, it's real. We all want this. VR porn. Where's the VR porn, folks? We put the VR headset on, we can see everything. I even got a game where you can fake as if you're in a bar fight. You walk into a bar, you just pick up a chair or a stool and swing it at the next guy. And you start beating everybody's ass in this whole fake bar scenario in virtual reality. It's very nice. It's very satisfying. You should try it out. It's a bar fight. But where is the VR porn? I mean, guys like me, we're married. We know we can't cheat on our wives. We won't do it. It's not worth the risk. We love our wives. love my wife to death. But VR porn is not cheating. So where is it? Why doesn't it exist? Why aren't there little things you connect to your body so you can feel the tingles or the stuff of them touching you, all that, and you can have ten women at once? I mean, every guy's just dream is to have a line of ten gorgeous women they can do whatever they want with and not feel the wrath of their wife because it's not a real scene. It's virtual reality. We have the capability. I know somewhere it's out there, but I've never found it. I haven't really searched for it. I just figured it would show up in my face, but God, people, VR porn.
Where is it? It's time for the part of the Peter Gabbett podcast that I'm sure you've all been waiting for. I'm certain the whole time you listen, you only listen so you can hear a real story from Peter Timothy Hanks' life. Here it is. Today's real story is the story of my catheter. Not to be confused with one that drains pee or shit out of your butthole or dickhole into a bag. I never had that. The one I had was through the left side of my chest in a small incision and hung out a little bit. And the inside of it went into my lung, my right lung, as there was a tumor that it had to feed chemo to in order to destroy it. Now, when I received this catheter at first, you know, it was rough. Uh, it, it took a little while for it to heal around there, but it finally did. I had to take sponge baths, no showers, thing like that, keep it covered all the time, whatever. Uh, but I only had it for a year because that's how long the chemo took to destroy the cancer, thank God. However, there was one specific time where the catheter led to a, a strange scenario, especially for my older brother, Paul. Now, my brothers used to pick on me. Some of you do know me. They were like, I mean seriously cruel at, at one point in my childhood, to the point where I actually contemplated killing them in their sleep at one time. Luckily for them, I'm not that psycho, although I was pretty close. And, uh, you know, things cooled off over the years. We're now very close. We're super close friends. You know, my brothers, they treat me with respect finally. They did not back then. And this one specific time when I received notice that I had Hodgkin's disease lymphoma cancer, they began to finally, uh, you know, chum up to me a little bit and stop being such dicks. And one specific occasion, after receiving my catheter, I decided to shoot some hoops in the backyard with my older bro. So my brother Paul, me and him jump in the backyard, start throwing around the basketball, get a little more intense than, than just hanging out and shooting around. You know, we start playing a somewhat real game just to kind of remind myself what regular life is after sitting in the uh, cancer ward for as long as I have every day. And as we play, he somehow hooked something onto my catheter and either the top came off or it pulled out a little bit or whatever happened, it started to leak blood. And it freaked him out. I'm telling you, he was like, dude, I am so sorry, man. What happened? I feel terrible. What can I do? And I didn't even feel it, to be honest, because the catheter, it's like a separate plastic and rubber part of your body. You don't even feel it. I think the top came off and I was just leaking blood. So I didn't lose enough to where it was really bad or damaging, but it did freak him out. And that was the one time, I will say, at that, at that young age of my life that I finally saw the fear in my brother's eyes that he had caused harm to his younger bro, who was not so much dying of cancer, but was, you know, barely alive and had cancer. And boy, did he feel bad. I could just see it in his eyes. He was just, you know, the sorrow and, you know, the regret. And in the end, uh, like I said, it didn't hurt me at all. I told him it was, it was all good. I wiped all the blood up. Everything was fine. But he was very cautious as to how he would physically approach me uh, from that point on. And I will say that, you know, there's not a lot of positive things that come out of cancer, but the one positive that came out, well, there's some, but one of the positives that did come out of the Hodgkin's disease that I recovered from was it did draw my brothers and I to be closer. And from that point on, I do believe they no longer had this strange built-up need to treat me like complete garbage and humiliate me all the time and instead finally giving me the full amount of respect I deserve leading me to be a little less crazy because I will admit at that age before I had received my diagnosis for cancer 
I was a madman. You know, I was a product of my my environment at home. I was always afraid that I was going to get messed with or punched or picked on or something. And if I screamed, you know, profanities about it, my sisters would then wait for my parents to come back home and tell them that I was the bad one screaming profanities. So I thought everyone was against me, but they weren't. And this drew us all closer together. And to this day, I'm very close with all my siblings. I'm going to give a shout out to each one of them separately right now. Paul, James, Ruth, Rose, and Rachel. Love you all. Love the Hanks family. We're the best clan. And cancer sucks. And folks, you might understand one thing about me after listening to this podcast. That, you know, there's good people in this world. There's bad people in this world. And there's a bad motherfucker in this world. And I'm one of them. Here's Bad Motherfucker by Brother Ali. That was that was in and it squashed the whole beef. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I'm so incredibly nasty. Yes, my mama slapped me when she had me. Told me get your ass out with your daddy. Talk hella trash and my teachers couldn't stand me. To call me bastard and told me I was trashy Unsupervised child, they call me a latchkey At-risk youth from a single-parent family Nuts got hairy and my voice got raspy Who's were getting acne, I was getting savvy Yes, I'm a bad motherfucker, understand me Who are beating broken glass, rapping in the alley Got my hands dirty, I was hiding in a trash heap Hopping out, knocking out cats, grabbing they ten speed Little boys and the girls, they both pack heat Both had something I need from them and they fancy Bros got the booty all built up in the backseat Dudes got their lunch money boosted and they ass beat Can I get it back? Fuck no, nah, don't even ask me When you see the preacher, keep your peace and don't you dare speak None of y'all snitches ain't in the same Classes me, we ain't the same cause you wrote a couple raps, G That cover charge that you paying is my salary Merchandise you carry away is all tax free Facing all my bills and I count my money carefully Bet your fucking ass ain't nobody ever jacked me You's a bad motherfucker, man On the other hand, you never see a sucker stand close to where the brothers stand You goddamn right about that I'm me so pissed off, I wanna fight, I'm out back You a bad motherfucker, man On the other hand, you never see a sucker stand close to where the brothers stand You goddamn right about that I'm me so pissed off, I wanna fight, I'm out back My nuts done swung All around the planet, where the fuck y'all from? I already captured it, I bust my gun Had a little cannon kid, caught a little accident Slid him in the ambulance, he asked for this rumble His ass got trouble I'm picking glass out of my knuckles like that's comfortable Where you running to? You ever want a true bad motherfucker? You accept no substitute No understudy dudes and no number two Trust when it come to busting loose, I'm the ugly truth You ever want the proof? You can check the documents or you just watch the kid break dawn with my fist I'm on some shit your old lady grabbing on the kid like she chose me police captain ain't attempting to hold me her OG Mac with a 38 told me he's a bad motherfucker man on the other hand you never see a sucker stand close to where the brother stand you goddamn right about that me so pissed off I wanna fight him out back you a bad motherfucker man on the other hand you never see a sucker stand close to where the brother stand you goddamn right about that me so pissed off I wanna fight him out back, uh, like that.
I appreciate you tuning into my podcast, folks. This is the Peter Yabbit Podcast with Peter Timothy Hanks, brought to you by Barbecusion. I appreciate every single one of you. Please keep listening. I am certain it's going to get better and better. I'm going to try my hardest to keep the entertainment flowing. Thank you, and I love you. See you soon.